often faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. So good to be with you on this week of Thanksgiving. Maybe you're listening to this as you're traveling to see family, to celebrate one another, and discuss all the things that you're thankful about. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this podcast in a bit of a unique way, though. But before we get started, I do want to cue you in on something that we have going on starting in about a week. And so my wife Susie and I, we've put together what we're calling the Ad. Advent experience. I don't know if you're familiar with the Advent season, but if you grew up in any sort of traditional Christian setting, you probably celebrated Advent. It's kind of the slow, beautiful walk toward Christmas. And each week has a different theme. Those themes are represented by candles that you light. Maybe you're familiar with the Advent wreath. And so what we're going to do starting in December, I know for those of you who are very particular about this, that we're actually starting a week after Advent starts, but December just felt cleaner. It just felt cleaner to us. So the beginning of December, that first Sunday in December, anybody who wants to sign up, you can do it right at mattkinzera.com. Just $25 for the entire experience, whether you do it by yourself, whether you do it with your whole family. And what you're going to get is every single week. So every Sunday you'll wake up in December and there will be an email with a link in it and that link will take you to the experience for that week and there's going to be a theme for each one. So there's going to be a guided reflection. So we'll talk about the theme a little bit and we'll reflect on that theme a little bit. There's going to be some music before and after that guided reflection. Some of it are, you know, some of the music are pieces that Susie's written. Uh, Phenomenal writer, gorgeous voice. For those of you who know her, you know that's true. Others are going to be arrangements of traditional Christmas carols and Christmas tunes. And then there's going to be a downloadable PDF that it's, you know, it's a devotional. It's going to be based on what we talk about and the theme for that week. And then there's going to be some questions that can help you reflect on that theme. So again, whether you want to do it by yourself, whether you want to do it as a whole family, whether you want to do it with your partner, it's just a great time to come together or be by yourself, reflect on the Advent season as we walk towards celebrating the birth of Jesus. There's five of them in total because we'll do an extra one on Christmas Day. So there will be a, uh, you'll get a link for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day as well. So it's just going to be a wonderful time. So we encourage you to check that out again right at the website at mattkinzera.com. Of course, the book Bring It Home is out. You know that already. So if you're interested, you can either go to my website, go to Amazon, wherever you get your books. Feel free to hop on and get a copy of that as well. So this week, what I thought, again, it's Thanksgiving and what I've done in the past and what a lot of podcasters do, what a lot of people do, right, is you take this week before Thanksgiving and you reflect on the things that you're thankful for. And I think that's lovely. And I think that's something that we should do. But you're probably going to get enough of that this week. And so I don't want to add to your list of things that you're listening to random people share about what they're thankful about. I'm wildly thankful for life, but I don't want to focus on that today. My focus today is let's look at the ways that Jesus was thankful for. 
let's look at the things that Jesus was thankful for and the ways that Jesus was thankful. And I think if we look at that, you know, if, if Jesus is our compass, if Jesus is the one that we look to, you know, the beautiful thing about faith is you can have all sorts of different theologies, but if it, at the end of the day, if it centers around Jesus, there's going to be a lot of commonality and common ground in him. And so that's what we're going to focus on today. And then we'll just try to maybe gently apply it to our own lives Again, we've got this example to, to glean from, so let's let's take advantage of it, right? So let's let's look into the times when Jesus was grateful. All right, one of the first times that we really see Jesus being grateful, and it's kind of consistent, so it's not actually a one-time thing, it's a way in which he was thankful. We see it specifically when Jesus feeds the 5,000, then we see it again when Jesus feeds the 4,000, and then we see it again at the meal that was known as the Last Supper. And in each of these times, it's amazing because let's let's think specifically about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus feeding the 4,000. During that time, I mean, an incredible miracle, right? An incredible thing that just happened. And we don't, what we don't hear, not that Jesus wasn't thankful that God used him to perform a miracle. You know, I would assume that Jesus was thankful for that. But that's not the part where we hear Jesus being thankful. What we hear Jesus being thankful for is he thanks God for the food. So he doesn't thank God for the miracle, but he thanks God for the food. And he thanks God for the food before the food multiplies. And then again, we get to the Last Supper and Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus had a pretty good idea of where things were going to go from this point forward. That seems obvious. And in the midst of that, what he thanks God for, with all of his disciples around, again, he thanks God for the food. And so, I mean, it would be easy to say, okay, well, every time you eat, sit down and be thankful for the food. And I think that's valid, you know, as you sit down to Thanksgiving, you know, with your family makes sense. I think it's valuable to thank God for the food that we're fortunate enough to have. But I think if we look at this a little bit broader in the midst of really big scenarios, right in the midst of two humongous miracles, and then in the midst of just that that day right before Jesus is going to be led away to the cross, like in these three monumental moments in Jesus' life, Jesus focused not necessarily on the big thing that was going on, but in the moment of thankfulness, what he does is he thanks God for the, the small things, like the sustenance, the, the food, which, which again, to me, as we think about this and as we think about our own lives, it's so very important that we be thankful, not just for the big things, but also for the small things. One of the things that I try to do on a consistent basis, and I'm not a person that's really great with consistency, but it's something that I've found is, is a really great part of my life when I do it, is I sit down in the morning and I grab out my journal. And the reason I'm thinking about this is because I actually did do it this morning, but I take out my journal and the first thing that I do is I just write down the things that I'm grateful for. The second thing I do is I write down the things I'm concerned about. And then I write down my intentions for the day. And then I write down how I'm going to make a step towards my goals and dreams. That's the four things that I like to write about to get my day started. 
And I always start with gratefulness on purpose because I think it's good to consider what we're thankful for before we consider what we're concerned about, although both are important. And often the things that I'm grateful for, like right when I wake up, are, you know, some of the most simple things because it's something about like just being by yourself, being in the quietness, looking out the windows, just thinking about life, thinking about goodness, all of those types of things. And, you know, like this morning, it just, you know, I was just so thoughtful and thankful that, you know, I'm feeling good this week. Like my health is good this week. There's a lot of sickness going around right now and none of that has affected me, at least not right now, right? That doesn't mean it won't, but in this moment, I'm thankful for my health. And I was looking outside and just looking at this big sky outside of my window in the blue sky. And I was just thinking how thankful I was for that as well. And often when my wife Susie and I will walk and pray together, you know, we, we often just talk about the most basic of things, you know, the fact that we have a roof over our head, the fact that we have food on the table, the fact that our kids are, are healthy and safe and doing well, you know, whatever it is, it's often the small things that seem to make such a huge difference. And it really helps our attitude as we walk through each and every day. And I think, you know, maybe the reason that Jesus was so thankful about the small things is because he knows that when you're grateful in the small things, then you're all the more grateful in the big things. I also think it keeps us from being overly critical or overly negative because if we can identify the little things in life that are so awesome and so wonderful, it's a lot more difficult to be negative because there's a lot of little things that it's easy to be negative about, right? Or easy to be pessimistic about. But I think having some sort of exercise like Jesus seemed to do, where he thanked God for the little things, even in the midst of the big things. So even in, if you're in the midst of something great and huge going on in your life, you know, take Jesus' example and, and also like be so grateful for the tiny little things that just keep you going each and every day. You know, you've probably heard it said before, God is in the details. And I think that's so true. And some of those details are the food that ends up on our table. Some of those details are the relationships that we have. Some of those details are the health of our bodies, are the roofs over our heads, the cars that get us from here to there. And so let's make sure that we're grateful for those little things. Again, Jesus in the midst of feeding 5,000 people thanks God for the food before it was multiplied. Jesus, in the midst of 4,000 people, thanks God for the food before it was multiplied. Jesus, in the midst of meeting with his disciples for the last time, thanks God for the food. And so the first thing that we should focus on is just the small things. The second part where we see Jesus being thankful, it's, I mean, this one's, this one just makes me giggle a little bit, but we find it in the book of Matthew and it's chapter 11 and it's verse 25. And let me give you a little bit of backdrop of what's going on. Like we are in the midst of a big time when Jesus is just talking to his disciples and teaching them just tons of stuff. And we get to this point where then it seems as if like he stops what he's teaching and then he just like offers up a, a prayer, right? And and the, what he prays is he says, Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. 
<laughs> Here's why I think that's funny. Here's why I think that is funny because he's talking to the disciples, right? And so they're probably trying to listen, trying to stay with him. And then eventually he stops and he prays. So they probably pray along with him. And at first they're probably shaking their heads like, yes, amen to that. And then I'd imagine they start looking back and forth at each other and later like, wait, <laughs> wait a second. So in this scenario, we are not the wise and clever, right? In this scenario, we are the childlike ones. It's it's like Jesus is saying, thank you, God, for making your message simple enough for ordinary (laughs) people with not much education in their back pocket. Like anybody can understand this. It's that simple. (laughs) And again, I just would like to have seen like when Jesus starts praying this, I would love the camera to pan in on the disciples so I can see their looks when he starts praying and calling them simple or calling them childlike. Because I don't know if you called me childlike, like now that I know that in the context of what Jesus says, like maybe I would be cool with it. But if I didn't have that context and you called me childlike, I think it'd be offensive. But all that to say, like Jesus is thanking God that the message is simple, right? And whew, that that's probably something that we need to hear right now. This idea that Jesus is thanking God that the message of God is simple. And throughout history, man, humans have made the message of God so very complex, right? We argue over all these different theologies. We, you know, we all these different denominations form because we're just trying to make this message so complex and we're trying to understand what the Bible is saying. And I get it. Like there's so much complexity. If, if our goal is to understand the Bible, like that is a complex order of business and we're never going to get there. And that's going to seem daunting and it's going to seem like, well, how could we ever follow God or follow Jesus if that's the expectation? And think of this in the context of what Jesus is speaking to, right? He's speaking to a predominantly group of not all of them, but many of them were Jewish, right? And so they know what it's like to have expectations of religious understanding on their shoulders, especially the men, right? Especially these young men, they would get that from what they probably failed at, what they obviously failed at growing up. Because at some point, they weren't good enough, they weren't smart enough to understand the Jewish law in the way that would allow them to keep moving forward and ultimately become religious leaders in their society or in their community. And so all of these guys, especially the Jewish folks that Jesus is speaking to and the disciples here, they got, they're like, oh, Yep, I get that I'm not wise. I get I'm not clever. That's what I've learned my whole life to this point. But then Jesus thanks God that that's not who the message is. That's that's not how the message is supposed to be understood, right? Jesus thanks God that it's simple enough that people who are childlike, that people who are common and ordinary can understand it, which leads me to believe that what that means is that we need to take that same sort of gratitude and we also maybe have to rethink our understanding of what our goal is here in our relationship with God because if our goal is to understand God I think that's a grand adventure in missing the point but if our goal is to focus in on the message of God which is loving God loving ourselves loving humanity Who can't understand that? I don't think I know a single person in this world that wouldn't be able to get their heads around the idea of, okay, goal 1A, love God. Goal 1B, love myself. Goal 1C, 
love everybody around me. That's the message of God. And we, we like to make it so much more difficult than that. Some of the ways that we like to do that are pretending like we know who's going to heaven and hell, pretending like we know what's a sin, what's not a sin, who's in, who's out, whatever, right? We just, we make it so complex as if we have to understand every little word that's in the Bible in order to have a relevant relationship with God. And then that gets us to a point where we're trying to you know, lean on the experts, lean on those who are wise and clever, as Jesus would say, and lean on them for giving us the answers when what Jesus is thanking God for here is simply that we have the answer that we need and it's been made clear to us in a very simple way through the person of Jesus. And let's be reminded that when Jesus was asked what the, what the greatest commandment was, he chose two commandments out of the Old Testament, put them together, and he said, everything else hangs off of this, right? Love God, love yourself, love each other. Everything else hangs off of this. That's as simple as it is. That is the common denominator of our faith. I don't care what tradition you came out of. I don't care what kind of church you do or don't go to. I don't care what version of the Bible that you read. You know, if that's if that little portion, if that's all we had of Jesus' words, or the that whole thing about the greatest commandment, like that would be enough. That would be enough. That would be all we would need to really understand this message of God. And so as we, again, are in the week of Thanksgiving, let's thank God. Let's be thankful to God that this message is very, very simple. And it's a message of love. And that message of love has the ability to solve any problem. That message has the ability to overcome any hurt. That love is so profound and so deep and so extravagant. And it's really important that we take the time to thank God that this is a message that all of us can understand. You can understand this message even if you don't consider yourself a Christian, right? Like the message of love is universal. And that's the message that God has for us. And I think that should be exciting. And that deserves a whole lot of gratitude. The last thing that we're going to talk about, I'm sure there's a gazillion other things that Jesus was thankful for, but here's the last one that I'm going to pick out of the gospel message. And this is in the book of John, and we find it in John 11:41. Again, let me give you a little bit of context, what we're walking into here. So Jesus is informed that Lazarus is sick. He shows up and he realizes that Lazarus is dead. He this is a this is one of those times when Jesus weeps, right? It's that that verse about Jesus crying, and so he's deeply moved by what he's walking in toward here and what he's walking into here. He gets to the place where he asks them to roll away the the big stone that's over the the place where Lazarus is buried or where he's kind of kept, you know, so dead bodies were not buried like they are in most places in America today, they were kept in these little caves, stone rolled across it, just like Jesus when he was crucified. And so what happens is they roll the stone aside. And so Jesus now is at the doorway of the tomb where Lazarus is laying. And then he says this, he says, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. This, so Jesus is thanking God for hearing him. 
I mean, how, how, how amazing is that? Right. And again, just like when we were talking about the first thing about, about being, being thankful for small things, right? Jesus thanks God for the food in small amounts before the food is multiplied here. Jesus thanks God for hearing him before Lazarus gets up and walks out of the tomb, right? Oh my goodness, that's profound. And so Jesus is thanking God for hearing him before there's evidence that God has heard him. (laughs) And part of the reason that he says that he's doing that is because he wants everybody to hear that he knows that God heard him. So he has an awful lot of confidence believing that Lazarus is going to come walking out of that tomb, right? Because he believes that God heard him. And of course, that all comes to be, and it's this incredible story of Lazarus walking out of that tomb. And everybody got a chance to hear this. And so as we think about this for our own lives, it's it's tempting to want to thank God for just for the things that have already occurred in our lives. So it's really tempting to thank God for that relationship that, that has been saved or that job we got. Or um, again, like I said in the beginning, like health and, and some of these things that we can look back and we say, okay, these things happened and thank you, God, that they happened. And I think that's really important and I think that is so good and such a valid way to be grateful. But here, Jesus is introducing a whole different level of gratitude It's the kind of gratitude where you believe that God heard you before you know that God heard you, right? And prayer is a weird thing. We don't have to pretend like we understand it. But that idea of thanking God before you see the results, I mean, that in so many ways, like that's the definition of faith, right? Whoa. And and so I think about my own life right now, and I'm at this place where taking some risks uh, some things kind of popped up that I, I wasn't expecting. And what I mean by that is that uh, some some career-oriented things that I thought were going to be there this year are not there this year. And and so I'm I, you know, at first when that happened, I was I was nervous. I was I was like a little, a little freaked out, but pretty immediately, like I was really excited because when a door closes, to me, it, it just looks like a, a green light. <laughs> so when this thing's no longer available, then me, Enneagram 7 Matt, looks forward and sees a green light and says, okay, if that's not available anymore, if, if, that, if that thing is dead and gone, then where am I moving forward to? And I've been kind of waiting for this moment for a while to, you know, pre-COVID, uh, my wife Susie and I were at this place where we, you know, we we weren't working for anybody else. We had figured out a way to just do what we love to do and do it for ourselves. And then COVID hit and kind of wrecked all of that. Like in a week and a half, we lost all of our, what was going to be our income for an entire year. Like all of our live contracts were gone in a week and a half in March, 2020. And so then you have to kind of pick up the pieces and figure out how you're going to make money again. And I'm, I'm, I am thankful to God for how things came up and, it was a real blessing that we were able to get through the last two, three years from a financial and career standpoint. Now we're back at that place of saying like, okay, now I'm desiring that thing that I desired before, which is I, I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to speak, I'm going to do music, I'm going to write, and I'm going to believe that I can do that as a career. And so I'm standing on the cusp of this, right? And I'm kind of looking at 2023 in front of me. And 
I'm just wondering, like, if I'm honest, like, um, I, I'm a little stressed and, and, and excited all at the same time because I'm wondering if I can actually pull it off. But based on what we see Jesus doing here with Lazarus, the, the challenge, then this is me giving my, well, Jesus giving me a challenge, but me giving myself a challenge as well. The challenge is to stand here when I'm looking forward and I can't yet see the results because they're in front of me. There's nothing to be seen. It's the future. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at that place. And based on what Jesus does here, my response of gratitude could be, I mean, I arguably should say should be, to thank God for hearing me, to say, God, I thank you that you know the desire of my heart, that you know I want to use the gifts and talents that I have to make a difference in this world, and I want to do it in the way that seems most honest to myself. So that's my prayer, right? That's that's me saying, hey, I want to be able to make a go of this. And uh, and then my my thankfulness then should be, God, thank you for hearing my prayer and then just trust that the outcome is going to be right now don't hear this the wrong way i'm not this is not name it claim it that's not what i'm saying here i can pray that prayer and i can say thank you for hearing me god and lazarus might not walk out of my tomb right things might not work out i might have to get a regular job again in march who knows whatever right and so the point is not the outcome the point is that we're trusting God along the journey. The point is that we're believing in some crazy way that God actually hears us when we speak to him. And I have no idea how that works, but I have this deep-seated belief that it does. And so wherever you are this week of Thanksgiving, whatever you're looking at and you've prayed about whatever that thing is that's in front of you, now is the moment before you even see the results. Now is the moment where you say, Thank you, God, for hearing me. And then that's that's not saying like expect it to be perfect. I'm not expecting this coming year to be perfect. I'm expecting it to be full of adventure, excitement. I, I fully expect it to scare the crap out of me. I fully expect it to cause me to lose sleep some nights because I'm wondering how things are going to work out. But I'm just trusting God that this is the adventure that I'm supposed to be in. And I'm thanking him for giving me the opportunity. Whether that opportunity lasts until February or whether that opportunity lasts for the rest of my life, I thank God that he heard my prayer, period. And part of that prayer was to get me back to this place. And so, um, again, wherever you are, whatever you're seeing in front of you, whether that has to do like in my situation with your career, whether that has to do with a relationship in your life, maybe if that has to do with your kids, uh, maybe that has to do with extended family as you're considering going visiting them at Thanksgiving, but just, just trust God for the future and simply thank him for hearing you before you hear any of the results. So again, if we look at Jesus and his gratefulness, first thing he's grateful for are the, the just the small things. Thankful for the food, you know? And so let's take that, expand upon it, and just be thankful for all the small little blessings that we get to experience every single day of our life. And that's a great just routine to get into, to just be thankful for God for those small things every single day. Second, let's be thankful that this message that God has for us is simple enough for all of us to understand it. 
Love is a universal language that we can all understand, and that's the message God gives us. And so let's follow the footsteps and the words of Jesus and just thank God that the message is simple enough for common people like me. And then finally, let's just thank God for hearing us before we understand the outcome. I hope you have a fabulous Thanksgiving, whatever you end up doing. I just pray that you're blessed as you're doing it. Safe travels if you are traveling. And we'll see you on the other side of Thanksgiving as we start moving toward Advent. Again, please join us for that Advent experience. Go to mattkinsera.com. It's just $25. And that's whether you're doing it by yourself or whether you're doing it with your whole family. And I promise you it will be a meaningful experience as we journey together toward Christmas. Also, keep in mind that free devotional, Finding Faith Again, is still up on the website as well. And you can hop there, hop over there to get your copy of Bring It Home, Finding Your, The Adventure of Finding Yourself After Being Lost in Religion. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. As much as I don't like it that much, I'm still out there. And so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Matt Kinzera. Chasing Goodness is also on Facebook. And until next time, let's keep chasing goodness together. Thank you.